Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We're very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Big Red Zone. And as always, tell a friend. This week, Evan is back. We're going to talk about the NFL draft, NBA playoffs, and a little Bruins talk. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. Today I'm joined by Evan Dackman. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Evan, before we start, I just got to address the elephant in the room right now. Is that a smiling picture of Evan Jackman looking back at me in the background? What do you mean right here? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Put that there's, put that on display for everyone. I got we got two Evans going on. There's right a now. there's a handful of these out in the world, so find one, you know. I wasn't able to get my hands on it during your senior year, so I, I'm gonna look on eBay and see if I could pick up any of those. Lines. Yeah, I mean this one this one could probably be yours. I'll I'll, I'll autograph it and throw it in the, in the office. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, that's going right <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> um, but welcome back, Evan. Uh, what's been new since I think you were on like a month or so ago? It was right before March Madness, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, yep. what's been new with you? Uh, you know, uh, just keeping up with everything. You know, the Red Sox season started, been working over there and uh, trying to get done with this whole school thing. And had to unfortunately watch my bracket go down in flames. Not not our finest moments. Nope. Uh, <laughs> not our finest. Um, our brackets went really bad. Uh, if you listen to the episode, go check it out. Um, yeah, not too many good calls were made on our end. We were talking about a little before, and uh, my Drake uh, sure thing did not work <laughs> out. Uh, insider Robinson. trading with the with the Miami <laughs> player out. You know, I'm pretty sure he played that game. So, no, I don't think he played. Did he play that game? I'm I'm like almost positive he played the game. There's no way. Maybe there is. I don't know. That was, <laughs> that was, the whole time I was watching it, dude. I was like, I went out. The it was the same night that which who was it was the one seed lost Purdue. Purdue lost in the first round, and I was watching that game and the Drake game, and I was like, dude, these guys are about to lose <laughs> it for me. I was, I was more upset about the Drake game than the Purdue losing. Because yeah. <laughs> at least everyone's in the same boat for that one, I, and I didn't pick them to win. So, um, yeah, the Drake one kind of killed me, and everyone was looking at me like I was insane for picking <laughs> them. But I was like, dude, I had some insider trading, and I got I got hosed on it. By the way, I yeah. wore this shirt for you. This was totally, totally. Cool. I I love it. I mine's at home still. Uh, still, I'm. It's kind of on display, uh, so I. I haven't it's worn it. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that March Madness was just a mess. Happy for UConn, though. Happy a local team won. Yeah, that was um, cool. Cool to see. I don't know if you realize, but Molly ended up winning the Big Red Zone bracket pool. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I did see that. Yeah, she yeah. uh, that killed me. Yeah, she's not gonna let you hear the end of that. I bet. No, no, no. 
uh, when we first started dating, I did a bracket pool strictly for fun. I might add, um, <laughs> but I like, I tried to get a bunch of people in it and like the last, like five minutes before the first game, I was like, just do a bracket. She never did one before. She literally just picked base like real quick and she ended up picking the national champion and ended up winning. I was so <laughs> she picked Virginia to lose in the first round against yeah, that's... Um, like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And I was making yeah. fun of her the entire time. I forget who won it that year. Um, was that the second Gonzaga? Was that the the second Villanova in like? It was like Villanova won like two in like five years. I think it was Villanova. I don't know. Whoever she she picked the national champion, and I was like just baffled. <laughs> yeah, my my sister picked based on mascots last year. And she picked uh, Kentucky losing to uh, the Peacocks in the first round. <laughs> she had the Peacocks going pretty far. I mean, how can you pick against the Peacocks? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I love March Mattis. And I, I said this on the pod. I don't know if this is uh, hot. I think this is a pretty, like, cold take. I think everyone would agree with this, but – First few days of March Madness, significantly better than the national championship day. Oh, in yeah. my opinion. Like I, I just love the first just, day. Yeah, of March there's Madness. there's so much, so much going on. That's it. Sucks when the when the rounds get like to the Sweet Sixteen and stuff because you have like four days in between games and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, and it's also like games every. Uh, like every like the whole day there's games going on yeah. so um all right let's get into it um NFL stuff there's not much the main story right now is the NFL draft uh it happens i think it's friday and actually since doing fantasy football i started doing dynasty fantasy football a few years ago and we do rookie drafts so since then i've actually i used to hate the NFL draft i think it was it was just a this is just annoying. I watched the first couple picks and then I wouldn't watch it. Now I like watch it, through, not all the way through, but I at least watch the first day and pay attention to the second day. Um, I enjoy it. And this, this year is pretty interesting. Um, we got a, there's a bunch of quarterbacks that are on the board. A lot of team, there's a few teams that need quarterbacks at the top of the board, but the Patriots are also in that interesting spot where, we they could use a wide receiver, but there's a lot of holes on that team as well that they could go for. Um, let's start with the Patriots just because they connect more to us. What do you think if you're Bill Belichick right now, get in the mind of Bill Belichick, if you get to call the shot, what do you want to do? What do you want to see done with that 14th pick? Well, obviously we I've been calling for a receiver for the past like however many years, but there's there's a couple tackle prospects that I like, Roderick Jones and Paris Johnson, that in the top 15 that I wouldn't mind us taking, just because I I'm assuming that the two the two uh, big receivers Jackson Smith and Jigba and say Flowers might go before might go before us, and maybe we can get Quentin Johnson down the road, or like even Jordan Addison is pretty good, but. I wouldn't mind seeing like a like one of those two tackles being taken by us, 
but I just don't want to see I don't want to see another like outside linebacker we take with our first pick like we've done the past however many years yeah I so my hope is they take a receiver and it's either the only two receivers I really want are Zay Flowers or uh, JSN I, I I just feel like I feel my heart says Zay Flowers because I nothing would make me feel better Boston than guy. a Boston guy, <laughs> Boston College guy coming to the uh, Patriots. Um, but I feel like the fit is JSN. I I just feel like he's more of an all around receiver. Uh, I think he will help us more. Like Zay Flowers is really like a slot guy, and they already yeah. got Juju, and I feel like they need to have that guy that can do both. And I think that's him. And I also think he's the best receiver on the board. The thing is, I think that he's going to be gone by the time it comes around to our pick. Uh, but I think Zay Flowers is definitely in play there. I, it's, but my my thing is, I feel like the Patriots aren't going to – I feel like Bill's not going to take a wide receiver with that pick. I'm thinking he's going to go either tackle, like you said, or corner. This mock that I'm looking at right now has Devin Witherspoon uh, from Illinois. I wouldn't mind seeing a corner because that is a hole that we have. And I, I wouldn't mind a tackle because our offensive line has been pretty pretty bad. Like, it's not it's not terrible, but it's not good. Yeah. And tackles, especially with um, – especially with Isaiah, as much as he was like – everyone didn't like him, he was a body in that offensive line. And it was a tackle, so I feel like you have to – I think the offensive tackle spot has to be addressed in the draft. I just don't know if I would – if I'm p- picking – making the pick, I don't really want to make that in the first round. Yeah. I I do – I see that, but I I love that, getting one of those first-round guys because I feel like our O-line's, like, one of the best in the league if we get, like, a solid guy to be at that tackle position. So who was the tackle that you want to see? Uh, either Paris Johnson or uh, Roderick Jones, one of those so, two. I have I have one mock draft that has us taken Broderick Jones and Paris Johnson going one pick behind. So the one I'm looking at has Devin Witherspoon going to us at 14, Zay Flowers at 15 to the Packers, and Paris Jones, uh, Paris Johnson going um 16. So I bet it's all going to be around there. Yeah. This one has Broderick Jones going to um, Tampa at 19. Um, but anyways, I, I think any of those three, there's another, there's other people that are saying, depending on if he falls there, that Bill may take Bijan at 14. If they take Bijan at 14, would you be disappointed or be all right with it? That'd be an interesting, like, First round is a little because I feel like Ramondre kind of proved that he was the the guy to give the ball to last year. So like taking a running back in the first round just kind of like screws up with everything that he's built in the past couple of years. Like so I I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't like really hate it, but it, it's not like addressing what I wish we would address. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I think they already kind of 
I think your running back room is set. Like, I don't yeah. think there's not much. Like, they got James Robinson, which I think was a perfect complimentary piece to Ramondre. So, like, Ramondre is going to be the main back, and James Robinson's probably your third down pass catching back. So, I think you're fine. I'm not opposed to them drafting another running back, especially because, I, like, I don't know how much I believe in the two rookies they drafted last or second year players now this year, but the two guys they drafted last year. I just feel like there's guys that you can take in the second and third, maybe fourth round that are maybe not because Bijan's obviously the best running back in my yeah. opinion in the draft, but there's guys that are like, like Gibbs, who's like just below him that I think is going to fall in the second, third and fourth round, like probably not fourth round for Gibbs, but I feel like you can get him lower and it, you know, he's an Alabama guy. So that just feeds right into Bill Belichick's oh, yeah. drafting Billy. So I don't think Bijan will be drafted. I know there's been a lot of rumors to ties to him, but I, I don't see that that, I don't see that happening. Um, but I, I think I, I, I see us taking an offensive tackle or a corner as much as I want them to draft a wide receiver, but yeah. Odds are we're going to trade down and take a linebacker in the end of the <laughs> yeah. first round. Would not uh, be surprised at all. <laughs> uh, so another – this one, this mock has Gibbs going at the end of the first round, so maybe – I thought he would be in the second. Uh, another thing they could do is trade down to the end of the first and take one of those tight ends that they, they like to, which I don't know if I'd be too opposed to that, like because the tight end, like, I feel like you're all right. I think, like you said, there's more holes to be filled, but this tight end class is pretty good. And Yeah, there's some monsters in this class. I feel like, you know, Hunter Henry, I could take him or leave him after this. I mean, he's a free agent, so, like, if we drafted a guy and this is our guy who's going to be cheap going forward, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, doing that. But I, I agree. I think your main holes right now are your tackle position, your uh, wide receiver, and – uh, corner so i'd like to see them get something in there looking ahead looking at just strictly the top of the draft who do you think is going to be the first overall pick if you had a guess i feel like it's it's got to be um it's got to be bryce young just from what he's done with the the alabama teams that weren't like the stacked Alabama teams that we've seen in the past few years. And like, he, he's got the most like talent, I feel like out of, and proven the most in college out of all the other dudes. So it's a safe option. I feel like is Bryce Young. Yeah. I think as much as like, I, I think CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in the draft. That's just my opinion. I think, I think he's better. Um, but I think Bryce Young is like the clear cut. Like I feel like he's just got so much hype around him. He's kind of you know projected. He's just too projected, especially be coming from Alabama to be not the first pick. Uh, Carolina has it. Uh, so I, I, they're obviously taking a quarterback there. I just think you know he's probably gonna go with go with Bryce Young. I think it makes too much sense. Um, Another quarterback gaining a lot of steam in this, and it's it's kind of coming out of nowhere, is Anthony Richardson. I don't think he's going to go first, but he's gaining a lot of steam in this draft and kind of climbing up a lot of people's draft boards. I don't know how I'd like 
I feel like this is like, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about him. I, I like him, but that kind of makes me nervous when after the season's over, someone just climbs up the draft board and all of a sudden now you're the, like a top three quarterback in the draft out of nowhere. Yeah, that's like the same thing that happened to uh, Zach Wilson. And exactly. Like, Anthony Richardson like didn't have – like he there was some like crazy athletic plays that he made for Florida, but like didn't have like an unreal season. And like if if you wanted to take him like in the second round, I feel like that would make sense. But I since the since the pro days and all the the throwing videos that have come out, like him and Levis like have just been climbing up everyone's ladder. And I just I'd rather like if I was running a team, I'd so much rather take like one of the proven dudes that have been doing it, like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young have won so many games in college and proven that they can do it like in a game setting. So like even like Hendon Hooker, I feel like has proven way more than the other two. Another guy that's kind of just come out of nowhere, not come out of nowhere. Cause I think people were talking about him before is like you mentioned, Will Levis, like um, he, like he's, I don't trust him. I, like I can't, first of all, he plays for Kentucky. I can't trust. He, you mentioned Zach Wilson. Will Levis reminds me of Zach Wilson. He's just a guy that hasn't played in the big, like those big schools. And he's a good player, but to say you're going to take him in the first round, I think is just a unnecessary risk for your yeah. football team. Yeah. That's one of those, like, to like the Browns taking Johnny Manziel, like a huge, huge risk for a franchise that could be potentially like very bad. Um, who do you think is going to be the biggest bust of this draft? There's always a couple in the, in the draft, but who do you think is going to be the biggest uh, bust? I want to say Will Levis. Like, I want to say he'll go like top five to like the Texans or he'll go to like Atlanta or something like that. And he just, and they throw him in day one starter and he just like, Stinks. I I was I was had the same person down. I I'm totally out on Will Levis. Like I just he reminds me too much of uh, Zach Wilson to like. They're gonna say he's got a big arm, like uh like Josh Allen. Like there a lot of people are comparing him to Josh Allen, and I'm sorry. I think he's just gonna be a. I think he's gonna be a bust. I don't think he's gonna be good at all. Like I, I see him as like a potential like fringe starter backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't see him as this franchise quarterback that a lot of people are trying to make him. Um, yeah, I agree. And but I think I don't know if Richard see Richardson reminds me a lot of Trey Lance. Like, I feel like they're both were like just freak athletes and they, you know, they're, I think he, I think Richardson's a little more polished than Lance was like Lance was a total project player, which I, that's why I was shocked that the 49ers traded up to three to get him. Yeah. But I, I same thing with him. Like, I don't see him being, uh, I, I don't see him being like the, this top, quarterback like franchise quarterback in the league either like maybe he has a chance 
but I, 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 I see. I, I. That's why I pick Levis as the biggest like, like flop in the draft, boss in the draft. But I, I could see him being like just not good panning out either. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't like the the QBs and haven't like played or won like big games in college. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the Zach Wilson effect. It's like he went to this tiny little school, like tiny little no-name school, and makes no sense. Um, what's the biggest? Who do you think is going to be the biggest like steal or sleeper in the draft? Hmm, that's a that's a good question. I feel like. In terms of like, if if Michael Mayer goes like in the second or third round, like if he slips out of the first round, I feel like he could be like, he could be a game changing tight end for for a team. But he could, there's possible he could probably go in the first round. Is he the Notre Dame kid? Yeah, I think he's gonna be. That's someone I could see the Patriots trading back to. If they trade back to the end of the first and take a tight end, I'd hope it would be him because I think he's just nasty. Yeah. Um, a guy I think like kind of being looked at as like the guy odd I think and the odd guy out in the quarterback race and I'm going to stick quarterback here is Hendon Hooker like I feel like he's better than both Levis and I like him better than Levis and Richardson like I and maybe a stretch but I think I'd rather, depending on where the the value of the pick, depending on where he gets taken. Like if he gets taken in the second round, I don't really like it. But I have a feeling he's going to fall once those top quarterbacks go, because it's not really a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Like that desperately need. They kind of, whether good, bad, or ugly, there's teams that are locked into a starting quarterback, and there's like very few, like the Texans, the Panthers. Like those teams don't have their quarterback, so enough to take it on in the first or second round. So once those like three guys go, four guys go, I think Hendon Hooker may fall, but I think he could be a better value pick than Bryce Young. To be honest, I think Bryce Young is not going to be good. Like I don't, I don't see him. I think he's going to be average at best. I think he's going to be like a middle of the road quarterback in the league. I I could see. I think I think Bryce Young will will do Super Bowl. I don't know about, but like especially with the fact that the Panthers are just so bad, like with kind of everything they got going on. But I think he keeps that team afloat for until they start to build around them. I want to see, who who do the Panthers even have? I don't think they have anybody very good. Oh, they got Andy Dalton. What are we talking about? They don't have a quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Hayden Hurst. They got some yeah, they, they okay had pieces. Pretty pretty decent uh free agency this year. I think they, they like they didn't make any splashes, but I feel like they made a lot of like solid let's say keep them float moves. 
that yeah. if this rookie quarterback can come in and just kind of, you know, not turn the ball over and just make, you know, good plays, I think they actually will be not too bad. What, uh, and they're, they're, um, they're like, they play in a terrible comp, in a terrible division. Yeah. It's just even going to be worse now that Brady's out of it. Yeah. I, I think we talked about this last time because they have, yeah, it's the, the Bucks, Panthers, Saints. I mean, the Saints are going to be kind of the favorites, I think, going into the preseason. Yeah. With like Carr. But I mean, I think the Panthers have done enough to kind of keep maybe afloat with them, maybe a little below. I don't know. That that division is just going to be so bad. It's going to be up in the air for whoever takes it. You know what I mean? Like, I think the yeah. Falcons are kind of the odd man out there because I don't yeah, trust I their don't. quarterback. But yeah, Desmond Ritter doesn't does has not sold me. I think they have some solid pieces with uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but that Desmond Ritter has not sold me on him yet. Yeah, uh, but we'll have to see. Are you a big NFL draft guy, or are you are you just uh, watch the? I I pay attention to. Obviously, the the whole first round I watch, and then the uh, I keep up with the Patriots pick, and I usually like see watch their highlights after they pick them. Oh, that's why I was I was a huge Nikhil Harry guy because uh, they I watched his highlights. And I was like, this guy's torching dudes. And he was just <laughs> the worst player ever. Oh uh, man, who was the he was taking over? Who Metcalf, <laughs> uh, Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown. Bunch of dudes. <laughs> Bunch of good guys. Bunch of dudes. <laughs> Just uh, Bill doesn't know his dudes. What I was I so say? I was so sold on that dude. <laughs> he he stunk. He still stinks. Yeah. I think um, he got cut by the Bears. I don't think he's going to Bears good. anymore. Good. Good riddance. <laughs> good riddance. Um Let's let's move on to uh, a little NBA NBA talk here. Um, before we before we get into the Celtics stuff, just a quick uh, if you're keeping score at home, we'll just uh, we'll go through the first round so far. So the 76ers just outclassed the Nets, which I don't think anyone would be surprised about. Um, I was wrong in the playing game. I made my playing game predictions, and I was uh, a little off on those. Uh, didn't think the Hawks would beat the Heat. I don't know if that was just dumb on my part. I, but yeah, I was I shocked. I didn't think that was happening either. Uh, didn't think the Timberwolves would beat the Lakers. No, I think I picked the Lakers to beat the Timberwolves. I think I did. I think I did pick that one. Um, I had the Bulls beating the Raptors, so that was uh, went according to the plan. Did not have the Pelicans losing to the Thunder. That was a little bit of a shock for me. Uh, and I thought the Pelicans would be in the playing tournament, to be honest with you, but they just completely collapsed. Um, especially with the Timberwolves having Rudy Gobert punching, punching his own teammates in the face, not getting the, getting on the plane to come to the elimination games. Like, thought that team would be uh quick, uh quick out, and then 
I had the, I mean, I had the Heat beating the, I mean, I had the Bulls beating the Hawks, but now that they played the Heat, I was like, all right, it's probably going to be the Heat. So the Heat and Hawks came out of the East and the Timberwolves and Lakers came out of the West. Were you surprised at all by those two teams? Uh, not at the East. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. I thought I figured that I figured we'd take, we'd take the, uh, we'd get the Hawks and then the, the Heat would get the Bucks, which the Heat are beating the Bucks by 20 right now. No Giannis today. No Giannis. I, the, the West kind of, um, kind of surprised me a little bit, but ultimately I was not, not too surprised, just a little bit from the, from the West. Yeah, I, I thought the Lakers would be there. I'm just surprised the Timberwolves made it. Um, and then, like I said, the 76ers totally outclassed the Nets. I mean, they don't have enough firepower. The the fact the Nets stayed in it and made the playoffs and Kyrie didn't make the playoffs says enough. <laughs> um, they they're just they 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 need star power on that Nets team. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good players there, but they don't have the star power. Um, I mean, the Kings come out and punch the Warriors in the mouth. Draymond starts literally kicking people, uh, stomping <laughs> on people. So he's been out. Uh, so where are we at? In that the uh, the Warriors got to win the other day, but they're the Kings still up two one. Uh, the Suns won the other night. They're up two one. Uh, I think the Kawhi is out. And, Kawhi used to be my favorite player in the league, and now he's my like I I can't stand him, dude. Like he just is so on, and it's not his fault. He just can't get healthy. It's just yeah. frustrating to watch. Um, I'm sorry. The Suns are up three one. They won today. I didn't see they won today. So they they're go they're one win away. The Nuggets are up three nothing. There's no surprise there. That they'll they'll sweep the Timberwolves. They're they're just I think the Timberwolves just need to. Admit it's over and just blow it up. Pack it up. Uh, the the Heat are about to take a two one series lead here if they can hold on to this twenty twenty one point lead in the fourth. Uh, it looks like that's going to be the case. So that's kind of a surprise, dude. Like the the number one seed could be uh, out in the first round here. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah. obviously, a long way to go in there. I mean the the Heat were the ones that uh. Knocked out the Bucks in the bubble, so it'd be pretty fire if that would happen again. Help us out. I mean, we wouldn't. We're gonna see the uh, 76ers regardless, but it would definitely help on the other side of the bracket to get a nice little uh, easy dub on the other side. Yeah, one. Smell you later, Giannis. <laughs> I think either team though. Is this kind of a hot about? I thought the Cavs were going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they're down 2-1 to the Knicks. But is it bad I don't want to see the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals? No, nah, I don't. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to see the Cavs or the Knicks because we played them pretty uh, pretty bad, this, especially the, the Cavs. We, actually, both of them, we Knicks, we blew like a 15-point lead. Cavs, we blew like a 20-point lead the last time we played them. So, Although that 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 was the stretch where we played kind of our the worst basketball I think I've ever seen, so yeah. I I'd, I'd be a bit more uh, I'd be a bit more like kind of confident, but those two teams I I wouldn't want to see either one of them. 
Yeah. I mean, we got to get through these uh, Atlanta Hawks first, and then we get a. T- I think the Celtics arguably have a tougher road than the other side than the Bucks. Anyway, the Bucks have a really easy road, which really makes me mad at Joe Mazzulla for costing us so many games. So yeah, the only other team that we haven't really looked at is the Lakers, and that's just so early on in that series. Uh, it's tied one-one with the Grizz. Um, don't really like either of those teams, to be honest with you. I'm not a big Grizzlies guy. Can't stand the Lakers, so I could honestly care less who wins that one. I think the Grizzlies are kind of fake. Like, they, they talk this big game, but they, they have done nothing to back that up in the league. Yeah. Um, and I think – what's his name is out? Um, ja. So, you know, tied 1-1. Dylan Brooks is going to talk a lot of smack scoring yeah, 12 Dylan points. Brooks. Yeah, Dylan Brooks has made me an anti-Memphis guy. <laughs> I used to be the biggest Memphis guy, too. And this, like, they just talk so much trash for a team that hasn't won anything. Like, yeah. Like, I can't stand Draymond Green. But I can at least say, like, he has a right to talk because he's done a lot. and Like, he's won awards and won championships. Yeah. He can't really... LeBron, same thing. Like LeBron's done stuff in the league. What Dylan Brooks has not done anything in the league, so I, I don't understand why he's talking trash to LeBron James, who's arguably one of the best top two players in the game has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I used to ride with the uh, with the Grizzlies. I used to, I was like, oh, I, they're they were a team that I'd like, I like to see win, and now I just want them to lose all the time. It it's kind of like the uh, it it's it's kind of like it's not to the degree I guess because I still kind of like them but the Suns like I used to be that the first year they put it together when they went to the championship against the Bucks I was riding with the Suns I wanted them to win but now it's like they got KD they're they're trading away all their like you know their yeah, like their core players dudes. to get get another old guy that's that's uh like get another superstar and it's like i'm kind of i don't want to see them win i'll be <laughs> honest with you I don't, i'd rather see the nuggets win to be honest yeah. with you like i'd rather see the nuggets or the kings i'm a big kings guy I'm, i've switched my loyalties to the kings darren fox yeah that i that's a, the kings are the kings and nuggets are are a team that i'm like like slow like Low key, like uh, good for them. Every time yeah. they win, because they really don't have. I mean, the Kings haven't seen any success, so it kind of it's kind of nice to see them. Yeah, they've been bad. They've had <laughs> some my, rough... my lifetime. <laughs> they've had a rough go to say the least. <laughs> uh, not not a lot of happiness for Kings fans. So it's it's almost yeah. like when the Warriors won their first championship. It's like. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the victory. So yeah, you can't be mad at the Sacramento Kings beating the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. Like, I think everyone would say thank you to the yeah. Sacramento Kings beating the Golden State Warriors. I also don't want to see Steph Curry make it any further in the NBA Finals because yeah, not... I think he deserves a first round exit in his career. <laughs> Not because I don't like him. It's because I, I don't want to see him go any further. Like, I feel like once you let that team get some momentum, it's like, 
Yeah. Because last year, they, last year they weren't a favorite either. So it's like they just that they get a little momentum. Um, it's like I want to just crush their soul in the first round. <laughs> um, Draymond, I I I don't like, so I don't want to see him go any further. But he's out here stomping people's chest. <laughs> What did you think about that? Do you think he should have got a suspension for a game? Hop uh, on top yeah, you might as well. He's been <laughs> he's got the he's got the pedigree of doing dumb stuff like that. Yeah. And then like you can't just let that go. Yeah. Like I I would understand if it was just like a, a another a person that doesn't have the the kind of background that he has just to eject him and not suspend him, but that this guy's He's got to learn at some point. He's been kicking teach him people in the groin, kicking <laughs> yeah. groin kicks, just yeah. Because once he control. once he knows that he can get away with that, he's gonna do a whole lot more. Uh, what do you think about Sabonis? You think Sabonis should have got something too? Yeah, I mean, he was he's he's been grabby the whole series, so there there could have been there could have been double text there, but. I wouldn't have if you if they ejected Sabonis too. I would not have. I would not have been upset about it. But they, sh- like, Sabonis should have been able to come back for Game Three, and Draymond should have still been ejected. Yeah, I just because it wasn't completely innocent from him. Yeah, I like someone was talking to me about this the other day, and they were like defending Draymond. I was like, dude. The guy did stop on his. There's yeah. nothing that can convince me. <laughs> no one can convince me that that was an accident. He's like, he, Draymond was asked about, it. he's like, well, where am I supposed to step? Like, I, I was trying to get over him. There's no way he was. He brought to his knee a whole heck of a way straight up. down at his chest. I, I, I'm no big sleuth, but I'll tell you, I, he was definitely stomping on his chest. There's no, he wanted to hurt him. Yeah. Uh, maybe not wanted to hurt him, but he wanted to send a message to him that you're not going to grab me. Now Sabonis isn't isn't innocent either. Like he was trying to grab his leg to trip him or stop him from moving. So I would have just thrown them both out of the game and said, "See it, smell you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Just, just <laughs> smell you later." And then you want to do an you want to do a suspension for like one or both of them, fine. But I think where they're losing, where I think the Warriors are kind of like getting mad about is like. All right, this guy started it. He got not. He got a flagrant one, a flagrant two, or was it flagrant one, or flagrant two, whatever, whatever one you could stay in the game. He got one, so he just gets a warning, and then Draymond. I mean, Draymond did curb stomp his chest, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. think they should have been both tossed. I mean, their bulls were in the wrong. Uh, yeah. But, you know. The fact that they're just Draymond's like, where was I supposed to step? Uh, not on the guy's <laughs> not chest. Not on the guy's chest. Um, what was the other one? There was another one where someone was. Uh, there was another heated play, where someone. Oh, it was in. It was the. Um, it was in the Knicks and Cavs game when. Um, or was it? No, it was uh, in the Seventy Sixers game when. Uh, what's his name? Claxton stepped over. Uh, Joel, did you see that one? No, I didn't see that one. Claxton steps. Oh, you should watch it. It's a great video. Claxton steps over Joel Embiid, and Joel like like pushes out his leg, so he like like to push him off him. 
It was just a, it was just a classic, like who's, who's the tough, who's the bigger tough guy in the situation. Uh, and Claxton got to smell you and got sent packing. <laughs> of course he did. Uh, they're not going to kick the MVP out of the league. Nope. Um, oh, that's another thing. We didn't even talk about that. The awards, NBA awards here. We, uh, they just keep adding awards here. Jeepers crow. Um, would you just tell me? Can you just say who won everything instead of making me play this? Like, guess who? Of who won? All right. So this is what we got. And if I'm wrong, sorry. We got defensive player of the year was uh, Jaron Jackson from Memphis. Don't hate it. I think he was a solid. I think he did a good job. Yeah, he finished with uh six uh six point eight rebounds and three blocks a game. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, hard to argue with that. Yeah, so pretty good about that. Uh, they added a clutch player of the year award, and Darren Fox got that one. All right, good for you. Um. Uh, <laughs> Mike Brown won Coach of the Year, which I'm very happy about. Oh, like I love they were, that. they were trying to give, and this is um, this is to show people that I'm fair. I'm fair in this in this thing. They were trying to say Joe Mazzulla should have won the Coach of the Year, and I said absolutely not. That guy definitely did not deserve it. Mike Brown literally brought the city of Sacramento <laughs> to taste the the sweet victory of making it to an NBA champ, uh, NBA playoff run and actually pr- could I could see the Kings going very far in the NBA playoffs because the West stinks like they could make yeah. it pretty far possibly even in the NBA finals um, but I'm, I'm very happy for Mike Brown I think he deserved it and then Malcolm Br- Brogdon Quiet six man of the year wasn't the favorite in Vegas odds, but man, did he he was a nice sneaky uh, underdog win for the uh, not only for the six man of the year, but for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, that's what he. I feel like he'll be the if we meet the if we meet the the healthy Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. I feel like since they the the bucks like to say they didn't have uh Chris Middleton last year it's why they lost but i feel like even with Chris Middleton this year if we have Brogdon i feel like we get the edge yeah i i just i think he's i think he the fact he didn't start one game this year and we still came at, like he's still made that big of an impact i think it shows how important he is to this team and i think he's going to be I, not only with the Bucs, I think next series, especially facing the 76ers, I think that's going to be the toughest test for the Celtics. If they make it to the NBA Finals and win an NBA Finals, I think the 76ers are going to be the toughest test for them. Um, speaking of that, they're up 2-1 against the Hawks. Brutal game three. Like, absolutely terrible basketball game to watch. But with that said, the Hawks are never scoring 130 points in an NBA <laughs> basketball game ever again. Yeah. There's no way that you know Trey Young put well Trey Young may get you 35, but there's no way that the Hawks are going to score 130 in an NBA basketball game. I I don't see that happening. Yeah, the the 
even every every game that we've played this series so far has given me has been uneasy because like we we would first two games jump out to a big lead and then they slowly eat away at it in the third and fourth and then last game was just ugly all around yeah i mean but the thing that you kind of felt good about was the celtics defense like the celtics play you know they've been a good defensive team all year i mean they gave up 37 uh, 33 points in the first quarter 41 in the second quarter and i'm like what the heck is going on they tightened it up in the third but I mean, they allowed 30 or more points in three out of the four quarters. It's like, that is atrocious. Yeah. Um, so, they got to tighten that up. That's a major problem. Um, Marcus Smart got, a, I think, a little too trigger happy with the three-point three point ball, um, as he sometimes does. He does. Uh, but, I mean... I'm looking at it. We got one, two, three, four, five, six Celtics in double figures. Two of them were had twenty or twenty points, uh, twenty or more points. Um, the thing that I think hurt them not only was the defense, but Jalen Brown picking up, getting in foul trouble, making him sit on the bench was brutal. Um, Al, I need more out of Al. Can't get eight points in the fourth quarter and finish with eight points. So, like, you need him to get your double digits, but be that threat the entire game. Yeah. Um, and I need less Sam Hauser going forward in this in this playoff run. Like, do not – there was a point there that they were going – when they were down, like, seven or down 14 or whatever it was, and they had Sam Hauser in the game instead of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. I was like, what are we doing here? What – like, what and what planet? Do we have Sam Hauser chucking up threes when we have Jason Tatum that he needs to be more aggressive too, but we have these guys on the bench. It's like that. We need more of them and we need more Rob. Yeah. We need more Rob. He only played 19 minutes in that game. That's got to be up 25 plus. I I think you just need, even though it's the first round, you got to play him because especially with Atlanta, they're kind of big. Uh, especially when they play like John Collins, Clint Capella, like you need to have, I'd like to see them go, you know, I know they like going with uh, Jason, Jalen, Al, Marcus, and Derek White. And I get, you got to pick who's going to be the odd man out there. But I think especially when you take Jalen out or Jason out with their first run, I think you go with Jalen, Al, Marcus, Derek White, and Rob. Or if you're gonna take Marcus out at the same time too, go Brogdon and Rob. Just they gotta. I think having Al and Rob out at the same time, I think is gonna help them a lot. Yeah. Um, they did make 21 three pointers in that game, which is like ridiculous. But they were chucking. They, <laughs> they shot 43 percent from the three point line, which is kind of. Surprising, but they they were they were checking and free throw percentage under seventy percent is unacceptable. Absolutely, I I feel like that's when we, when we start chucking, we get that's when like Tatum starts to you know be like what he was in the finals last year, like just not a reliable. Like I, I like when I like when he takes the like sidestep threes and like obviously, but 
his strength is getting to the to the hoop, and like yeah, sometimes yeah. he just gets in this this I just want to shoot threes kind of mentality. He's so strong, like he should attack the hoop, especially at the end of the game when we were down like at one point three, down four, down two. We started chucking threes. It's like just take it to the hole and get fouled. And he started yeah. doing that. Give Tatum his credit. He was doing that a little bit at the end of the game, but it was just too late. And then we had to we had to just chuck. Um the other tale of the night, we got out rebounded by nineteen. That's like Which, that's unacceptable. Yeah, you can you can also say, you know, that's that's Rob only being out there for nineteen minutes. Right. It'll get you a Five more minutes will get you five more rebounds. Right. Al, uh, Rob finished with only five, but he led the team. Uh, no, Jason had ten rebounds, was, but Rob had five. Al had four. You need more out of You need to play those two more because Clint Capella is a tough guy to box out, uh, especially, especially when you have John Collins out there too, who's big body guy. I felt like they were just lax. I think this is like a wake-up game for the Celtics, and I I fully expect them to come tomorrow. I think it's the game's tomorrow, um, but I fully expect them to blow the doors off tomorrow. Yeah, if they let this series get tied and go back to Boston, I'm going to be a little nervous. Yeah, that I I don't I see us yeah running through them tomorrow, just because that was an uncharacter. Like the first two games, where I like. The Celtics played like the Celtics, and the last game I feel like it was just an outlier. Yeah, but it did remind me of the Celtics the second half of the season. Like that, like that was the Celtics that we've seen the last couple months. First two games I felt like was the Celtics to start the year. They were hungry. They were focused. They were like, "All right, this is back to you know meaningful basketball. Like we need to get back to the NBA Finals." And the thing that makes me nervous was it was it was a different Celtics team. Yeah, um, but I heard someone on the radio say this series reminds them a lot of when we won the championship in 08 when we played the Hawks in the first round and we that game that series went to seven games. Uh, I hope that that does not happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, be nice. the, the Celtics won the first two on at home, lost the second two on the road to Atlanta, blue doors in game five at home lost a close game in game six and then won it in game seven. So please do not let that history repeat itself uh, with yeah. that hot team. A young Al Horford, I might add, in that OA <laughs> championship. Yeah, Al Horford used to torch us. <laughs> yeah, I need a little bit more of that from Al on the other team. Not scoring eight points in the fourth quarter. Well, I like eight points in the fourth quarter, but not as only eight points yeah, in the game. At eight points total. Um, real quick before we move on to people's topic, uh, Bruins. We don't talk much Bruins on this podcast, so we're going to do a little bit today. Bruins are up 2-1. Um, they, you know, first two games, the first game I thought was, I mean, they won and it was good, but I still felt a little shaky. No Patrice Bergeron. Um, they won. What was the final of that game? One. That was three one. Three one. Um, I felt like you know it was a little shaky, but it was good. They always had control of the game. I felt. Um, game two was just atrocious. It reminded me a lot of Celtics game three. It was just an atrocious. I feel like the Panthers 
came and punched the, uh, the Bruins right in the mouth. Like they, they're like, we're going back tied. Uh, and I think, you know, I think yesterday was a great response by this Bruins team. You know, they win 4-2. It was nice to make me feel better after the Celtics loss. Uh, but I said it going into the playoffs. I think the Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think that's I, – I really feel very confident in that because I – for this reason, I don't see any team in the NHL beating us four times in a yeah. week. Like, I, I don't see it. I think they're going to have days like this, like game two, where they just get totally slammed and they lose 6-3. Like, I can see that happening. But I don't see – I see a lot of after those games like we had today, the next day, 4-2. Maybe a little nervous in the fourth, uh, third period when they gave up two goals quick. But yeah. um, I don't see a team beating us four times. I really don't. That was uh, was watching the the first two games were not the Bruins that have played the whole like even the first game like the whole second period we didn't have the puck and then first and first and third periods were like okay but still wasn't like the record breaking Bruins that we'd seen and we got like a soft goal from Alex Lyons like Bert, uh, Marshawn just kind of flipped at the net and it goes in like that like the first game kind of had me feeling nervous about our chances just even in this series, let alone the Stanley Cup. Then the second game was obviously even more nerve wracking, but then yesterday we got back to kind of where we were during the regular season. And I, this, this team has only lost two games in a row this season once, I think. So that's why, that's what gives me so much confidence is like, you have to beat this team two games in a row, like at least once, and you have to win in the garden at least twice. Like, yeah there's no like there's no team that i can see the only team that kind of makes me a little nervous is the leafs based on matchup but the leafs are having trouble with themselves with the lightning might not even make it out so like there's no team in the west that scares me they're the only teams like like the leafs and the lightning are the only teams that kind of scare me just based on their pedigree but that's what like you said like the a team has to beat the Bruins four times. Like that's this year is going to be very hard to do. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that keeps me confident. Like that, the first two games, like you said, were nerve wracking. They they didn't look like the Bruins of old. But even with not looking like the Bruins of old, they the first two games they were one and one. Yeah, I don't I don't see them losing four games. Uh, and like I said, you have to lose four games in a week. Like I don't see them losing four games in a week. I I just I don't I don't see that happening. This team is just too good. Even with like I think a big thing they need to get back is Patrice Bergeron. But even with Patrice Bergeron out, that's where they look their weakest. Uh, I still don't see them losing four times. Yeah, and we played without Krejci last night too. So, and we all the lines were all screwed up yesterday, and we still <laughs> came back at them, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's tough losing your. It's two centers, right? That that's like that's. Who was uh who got moved up to one? It wasn't in uh Coil. Coil got Coyle, moved up to Yeah, Coil Frederick and uh and Marshawn were on the first line, which I was just blown away. <laughs> um, so I I mean, as long as Omar can stay consistent, I know he's probably I think he's dealing with some injuries right now. 
Um, yeah, I think so. But as long as he can stay, he looked really good. He's looked actually – I have to say he's looked pretty good in the first three games. Like, I know, like, they got 6 3 but two of them were uh, open nets. And I feel like a lot of the other, you know, four, there wasn't too many that were, like, bad. Given yeah, kind of defensive like, collapses, really, the, the yeah, whole game. But, yeah, like, turnovers, like, in your zone, like, it was just – and then breakaway, like – yeah couples that he couldn't see like literally the guys were just in front of him and just taking up space so i think he's been overall pretty good i mean he's he's given up a lot of goals kind of but i, I think he's looked good i think you know i think they're just going to continue to gain up steam especially when they get bergeron back hopefully they get him back by the next series yeah. i i like how they're not rushing him back right now because you really don't have to i like giving Krejci a night off if he's dealing with something because you really don't have to bring him play him in this round. You're going to need him the next round. I think whoever they play, like you said, Tampa, I'm a little scared of Tampa, Um, but Tampa or the Leafs, like that's going to be a tough road, tough matchup. So if you can get Bergie like a week or two off and, you know, Krejci some time off too, it's like, I think that's a good, uh, I think that's not a bad plan for the Bruins. Uh, but hopefully next time uh, the podcast is recorded, we can get a couple more wins for uh, for the Bruins and for the for the Celtics. The Bruins have a tough schedule, huh? They played Wednesday uh, in game two. So they played Monday, Wednesday, and they played Friday. They played like every other day. Yeah, they played they play tomorrow like Three. Yeah. And then they got to go. Then they, they have no time off. They got, I mean, they got an extra day, I guess. Because it's tomorrow, Sunday. So they play on Wednesday at home. But then they got, you know, hopefully they can win it on Wednesday, yeah, win they... tomorrow and win Wednesday. But I don't know. That's it. They have, they play a lot of games in a row. Like that's, that's not a lot of, time off NBA I feel like you get like weeks off to travel yeah and then going to Atlanta get like a two hour flight and you get like <laughs> three days to travel um but all right let's move on to our final segment of the night the people's topic it's the people's topic baby So for people's topic, you're right on our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about this week. Oh man, do I save this one? I'll I'll give this one to you. This one comes from Brett Chavs. <laughs> <laughs> Big rocks, guys. He writes over under and how many raviolis Brett eat? Oh, raviolis Brett eats this year? Uh, None, because you're not going to be coming yeah. to the clubhouse this year, pal. Yeah, we're changing the locks in the clubhouse. Um, and if he'll over under, probably, I'd give it like, I'd give it like three and a half because they're they're probably gonna make raviolis like three times, and he's probably only gonna take the last one every single time. So I'm gonna hit the under. I'm hitting the under. 
I'd hit the under because uh, it's on site. If I if I see a ravioli <laughs> in that guy's hand, I'm, um, I was that was like the one of the the only meals I was so looking forward to, and then it just got taken from me. So it's not happening again. I'll tell you that much. I um, what happened to uh? I thought the uh, what should we call it? The lobster rolls were your one you were looking forward to the most. Yeah, the, well, no, the lobster rolls were stressful. That that whole day <laughs> was stressful. So I wasn't even thinking about the lobster rolls until I saw Brett's scrubby hands with fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> the one that hits deep for me was the one with uh, the noodles when we were like there was literally nothing left and all scraping of a sudden, you the thing at the bottom of the pan and I, I we were just got done saying like hey man maybe we'll have to run out to BK in the middle of the thing just to grab some food after a long day of no food and working hard all of a sudden you're air uh, All right, guys, I'm going to head out with my uh, my three noodles that I Yeah, I took the last four noodles for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's do uh, Paige writes, it's been so long since the people's topic. I know we, had, we missed it. Uh, I've been a little... Uh, haven't been recording my usual schedule so it's been tough um she write go celtics she also write did you and danny football get in a fight no danny football and i have just been busy getting the uh get in the pod so i actually just talked to him tonight so hopefully we'll get him on soon Paige is always trying to stir the pot here i love that Paige. why don't you focus on some uh <laughs> your tennis game huh uh also speaking of uh what was it? Oh, man, I just lost my total train of thought. Oh, that's what it was. Dave Griffin, former Brockton Rocks legend, got called up to Triple A. Triple A so, guy. So, and he pitched three scoreless innings. Started the game three scoreless innings. You'd love to see it. Just call him up now. Just like the the Rocks just breed success. Maybe not, maybe not <laughs> in their record, but human. It just makes better people. That, that, that's gonna set it better myself. <laughs> Um, I mean, they got Max Scherzer, you know, putting some sticky stuff on his elbow. Just bring Dave Griffin up. Dave Griffin is the key to success. He's in the minors right now. Just, he, just listen to you him. Just have you have another Max Scherzer just right there. Like, I mean, if anyone's gonna help you get out of this hole, it's gonna be Dave Griffin. Um, last one comes from Joseph underscore Celia. Another Brockton Rocks question. God, I love the Rocks. God, I love the Rocks. Uh, Joseph underscore Celia writes, Brock and Rocks predictions for this year. Well, I'll tell you what. The clubhouse staff is going to be looking great uh, with Ev at the helm. Um, lots of cool changes. Hopefully, we, uh, you know, we got the new scoreboard coming in, which is going to be pretty nice. New video board. Uh, you know, the lights, the light show. Hopefully, some great light shows. Some great family entertainment. Uh, you know, we got some good players coming back. It's going to be a fun time. I can guarantee you, you'll have a fun time if you come down to the Rocks. That's my, I'm predicting the people that come to the Rocks will have a unreal time. 100% chance of a good time. You might even see the, 
one of us out there. You may see, who, you may who, see one who of knows. us. You never know. You never know what you're going to find when you come down to the Ross. Uh, but that's it for People's Topic. Remember, you can run it on our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Also, give us a follow. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell, all that good stuff. And as always, please, please, please tell a friend. My thanks to Evan for joining me again this week. Have a great week, everyone.